What's good? What's good? What's family? It's your boy, the Wall Street Travel. Listen, it's Christmas, man. Y'all probably somewhere chilling with your family. Guess what? Shit, I probably am too. But y'all know one thing. We is not going to deliver. Trapping tools mean everything to us. So what I want us to understand is the commitment to the process is essential. But I ain't just talking about doing this show. I'm talking about the commitment to changing your life. Question. What would life be like if you had the opportunity to not only change your bank account, but to change how everybody in your family looks at money? What would absolute financial freedom look like? Matter of fact, let me go a little deeper. What would absolute financial freedom feel like? If the things that you wanted, you no longer wanted because they were yours. What would it look like if every day was the vacation? What would it look like if your dream car was in your possession. What would it look like? What would it feel like if the bank account looked the way you envisioned it? What would it look like if you no longer had to sacrifice so your kids could be happy? What would it look like if you no longer had the stress of being able to try to retire your family? What would it look like if you were no longer wishing to be the first millionaire in your family to where now you were striving to create other millionaires in your family? What would, what would it look like for you to sit back and see everything that you once upon a time dreamed of now be a reality? And today with the show, what we want to do is we want to make the pivot. I realized that in life, there's often there's one defining moment that can pivot us to everything we want. I know for me, it was a, a combination of things that happened over time, but there was this one defining moment that truly changed my life. And yep, I can say it was the birth of my daughter, but that was, that was some of the fuel I know the one defining moment that truly changed my life was when I made the decision to go all in on the stock market. Man. I understood that there was going to be losses. I understood there was going to be moments I was going to be in territory I was unfamiliar with, but I was so committed to the journey, even before the journey actually started. But I knew if I committed to the journey, this would be my exodus from poverty. I know this would be my exodus from the so-called middle class. This would be my exodus. That's right. That's right. I knew that after me, nobody in my family would have to live check to check. I just needed to start the journey. There's so much that's so much that is put into this one cluster to where you can be the nucleus. You can be the reason. But I just need you to be committed to the process. What if 
every Christmas we came together and we didn't just have the hugs and we didn't just reminisce, but what if every Christmas when we came together, we was talking about how many millions we made? What if every Christmas when we got together, we were talking about how we just increased the family's purchasing power? What if every Christmas when we got together, we were talking about what investments that we made and how we can help each other get better? What if every Christmas when we got together, we talked about the family's financial blueprint? What if every Christmas when we got together, we talked about who would retire this year? What if we got together every Christmas and this Christmas we talked about how many commas we added to the family's last name. I'm just saying, what would it feel like if everything you ever dreamed of came to fruition? Now, what I've realized on my journey and through my research and my study is these things aren't far-fetched. These things aren't out of the realm of possibilities. What happens is most people only dream of these things there's a small group of people that actually go out and get these things. And today I want to help you join the club. Today I want you to be a part of a special group of people who understand that America ain't fair. Today I want you to join a special group of people that understand that money should never be a problem for you in America because they print money every day, all day. Today I want you to graduate. I want you to take that step and say the abundance that I'm looking for is actually in my hand. It don't got nothing to do with what job I have. It don't have nothing to do with what my mom and them taught me, but it got everything to do with what am I doing to equip myself and change my beliefs around money. Did I say Merry Christmas? I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. Every day is Christmas for me and mine. And it's not about money, but it's about the opportunities. It's about the freedom. So I'm going to be real with you. I ain't really happy that we you get all for a week. When my daughter was out of school, I'm like, bet, we just going to spend more time together doing the stuff that we like to do anyway. Guess what? You can stay up a little later. Like for me, the holidays is about chilling with my family so I can implement everything I've learned from the last time I've seen with them. Yep. I'm always excited to go be with my family for the holidays and for birthdays because I get to tell them something new I learned. I get to tell them, yo, this is how we can change the family, y'all. And I know everybody don't get it. Everybody ain't seeing it. But I do know there's one or two people that's locking in. I know, I know after they come in contact with me, somebody going to text me and say, can we go a little deep about what you were talking about, cuz? Hey, nephew, say, oh, I know that's going to happen. And so every holiday, every Christmas, every New Year's, every time we get the party, I make it my responsibility to go show my family the life that they can live, but then give them the information so they can live it. So I go back to and ask you, what would it feel like if you was the person that changed your family dynamic? I got this dream that one day when I get older, my family will sit back and look at their life and they'll look at all the newfound freedoms, the new opportunities that they have, and they'll say, 
Yep, it's because of Uncle Trap that we got this. Yep, it's because of Cubs that we live. Yep, it's because of Cubs that we... That's what makes me proud. That's what makes me ambitious. For me, it's not so much a dollar amount that I'm chasing. For me, it's after... Every, I want to free everybody in my family. I want them to know that when they say the market is saturated up. I want them to understand that it's only like that at the bottom. There's, there's room at the top for everybody. But everybody's scattered because everybody got low-level dreams, low-level visions, but most importantly, low-level expectations of themselves. So I want you to see me and I want you to raise your bar. I want them to raise their bar when they see me. I want them to know when they go around free, man, we can't talk like that because he ain't trying to hear that. I want them to know when they come around me, there's no excuses because I don't want him. I'm all about execution. But this ain't about me. It's about us. And so I'm asking you this Christmas while you're in front of your family, while you sitting next to your cousin, your favorite cousin. Yep, y'all just came from inside. Y'all just smoked a little bit. I get it. Y'all had to walk to the stove. I get it. You went on a back porch. I get it. Y'all went took a walk. Y'all went took a ride. Call me to the store. Like, what's the conversation? It's the reason we do an episode every Christmas, every New Year's, every Thanksgiving. It's the reason we do an episode we ain't missed a holiday yet. It's the reason why we 75 weeks strong because it's important to us that we pound this message to you but most I want you to understand that it's going to take dedication and commitment no matter what you're doing. And I'm going to lead by example. So today I want you to get with your family, shout to the trappers that got with their family and told them to listen to me because over the next hour and a half we about to just go through some game. And I, I dare y'all, I challenge y'all to have a conversation about what we just talked about or what you just learned. I dare y'all to have a conversation about this because y'all done drunk up already. Y'all done had the food already. Somebody got the itis. Wake them up because they shouldn't have eat all that food. And let's take this well-building game serious. Two-day, give me a track right quick, man. Episode 75, man. Let's go, baby. Woo! Chris with trap. Jose, how we feel, dog? I don't even like that, dog. That was like lame. That was lame, dog. Two day, give me a little track right quick, dog. Give me a little, like, yeah. Oh, like Master P. Oh, that's that. That's that. That's that. I like that. I like that. Ooh, give me a little bit more, Tootie. Ah, yeah. All right. This week gonna be good, man. We got a lot to talk about. It's Christmas. I ain't gonna keep y'all too long. I want you to understand that your story is not so much about how you start, but it's how you finish. A lot of people focus on this game. Jose, they be focused on how much I'm starting with. Trap. And I'm like, it ain't about how you start. It's about how you finish the game. A person can start with $1,000 and end with a million. But watch this, Jose. A person could start with a million and end with a thousand. Mm. You know why? Because they're just throwing it out there, Jose. Warren Buffett said that one of the biggest um, handicaps 
is a person with a big wallet, Jose. Because he said, once you got a lot of money, you forget the fundamentals. You feel like because you got a certain amount of money, you don't got to do the homework, Jose. They feel like they ain't got to do the research, Jose. They feel like they can just go buy a piece of property without doing the homework on it. They feel like they can buy the stocks without doing the homework on it. They feel like they can just throw their money in any investment and it's going to automatically give them a return because they got a lot of money, Jose. And I know that I know that's been the downfall of a lot of people. I know that's been the downfall of a lot of people in this game. And that shows me that they ain't been watching Trapping Tuesday. But anyway, Christmas edition, Jose, how you feel? Now, hold up. I got a problem. I got a problem. I got a problem. You just said feeling real merry. But yeah, you can't say merrily. I'm not doing this with you, bro. I'm not doing this with you, bro. How is it that people from Maryland can say merry or merry but not say Maryland. No, nah, bro. There's no other word that combines with that. Anyway, it's Christmas. Y'all with y'all family. I'm with my family. Not now, but now. All right, and we're going to talk about some things today. Today we're going to talk about a wealth formula that we put together. Y'all know I like putting formulas together. We're also going to talk about what it takes. Where should you be investing in 2024? I think they're going to like that, Jose. I think they're going to like that. What it should be investing in 2024, right? I feel like we have a big return for that. Uh, Jose, the dead is recording. We made $42,000 in the market today. Got a salute to that. Posted it on the ground. You feel what I'm saying? So we love that. I'm going to get straight into this one, Jose. I won't get straight into it. So usually we do the trap of mantra. You think we should give them the mantra? It's Christmas. Their family ain't ready yet. They knew. They're at the table. Let's let them hear it, though. Let's let, they got to they gotta hear the mantra. Because their family need to say the mantra. Their family need to know this. Listen, family, for the first time. Listen, this is your first time here. Right, I need you to sit at the table with us. But you know how people say they grace? This this our grace right here. <laughs> Let's go, man. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. I'm confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money, and I am more than capable of operating this machine. Not only would I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime based on the information I apply today. I'm a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I break all the chains that anchor me to that poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I've turned our last name into an asset. Hold up. Now, y'all sitting at that table. Everybody got similar last names. And what you ain't realizing is somebody sacrificed for that last name. Somebody jumped off a boat. Somebody picked cotton. Somebody got lynched. Somebody, some atrocious things happened for that last name. And what I need you to do is, 
I need you to be the one that says, my ancestors will smile now because I've turned our last name into an asset. My family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will the generations behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am a first-generation millionaire. I am the architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper, and Wall Street looks like us now. Let's go, man. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. Come on, man. Crips episode, man. Y'all hear Tootie on the track. Shout out to my dog Tootie, man. He been on it, man, these last couple weeks, Jose. All right, man. So this week, y'all, we're going to get into some stuff. And I ain't going to hold y'all too long. I just want y'all to get this game. Right? I want to help y'all be able to pivot with your family. Right? It's definitely not a three-hour show. I know y'all going to be mad. Because every week in the chat when we live, y'all, chat, we want our three hours. I gave y'all three hours last week. It's Christmas. And it's Christmas. Come on, Jose, you heard that? You heard that? Don't buck me up. Don't buck me up. Say, you know the one I like the most, bro? And he be saying, uh, damn, when the dude with the deep voice, bro. And it was the night before Christmas. And all through the night. Not even a mouth. In my mind. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. That's the one. In my mind. <laughs> All right, bro, because I don't need Tootie to come out here telling me what time it is. Let's go, Tootie. Let's get into it, man. We're not going to go through the you know the ups and downs. We're going to get straight to it, man. Let's get into it, Tootie. Show us what we're looking at, man. I want to start off with this. So when it comes to building wealth, here's what I want you to understand. The key to building wealth is understanding assets, right? It's the key. Like, here's what we know. You cannot work your way to wealth, right? You got to work your way. You got to use your income, turn your income into capital, and then the capital turns into wealth. Okay, Jose? We like that. Income turns into capital, Right. And all capital is, is the money that we send. This is money that I'm going to invest with. If you don't make the decision to say that this is investment money, you won't invest with it. You got to make that decision, Jose. You got to say this is the money I work my nine to five from, even if you got a business. So let me tell you all something. Business owners, y'all be slaves, too. Y'all be slaves, too. All, let me, we be slaves, too. Right. You ain't no, don't think, this is what I learned, Jose, it's the misconception. Most people think just because they own a business that they're free. You living year to year. You living year to year. You ain't, you ain't designated none of that revenue. You ain't turned none of that revenue from the business into capital, Jose. They ain't turn none of the revenue from the business into capital. And so there's the only way you can turn that, you got to turn that capital to wealth, which means I got to take this money that I made in my business, at least a small portion of it, 
and turn that into money that I am using to invest. We got to say that. If we don't say that and if we don't take that, we're not going to get it. All right, let's go to the first. So here's what I'm trying to understand. The first thing we're going to do right now today is we're going to look at the most valuable assets by market cap. Now, you may say, you're going to say, Trout, what is that? What is that? I'm just saying by market cap. All right, so let's go into our first one. Our first one is, let's go to Jose uh, Tutti. All right, first one, we're going to go to number one on the list is real estate. Real estate in America right now has a market cap of $47 trillion. All right. We in a studio. This is real estate. Right? Real estate, just because everything, <laughs> you need buildings. And all those buildings is worth something. So it's worth $47 trillion. Next on the list, gold. Jose, gold. $13 trillion in market cap. In market cap. Now we're going to go through just businesses. Apple worth $3 trillion. Microsoft, $2 trillion. Uh, Sardi, the Armco is worth $2.1 trillion. Alphabet, $1.7 trillion. Amazon, $1.5 trillion. Silver, $1.3 trillion. So everybody who's thinking that, I ain't get no silver. Jose, silver is worth something. You know at one point in time, Jose, you know at one point in time, the people actually stopped using gold and transitioned to silver. Here's why. Because gold was being manipulated. It was being counterfeited. That's right. So there's a point in time, especially like during Rome, what happens was the people were taking the gold and mixing the gold with copper. You feel me? Oh, they were taking the gold and it was putting the gold in like um, bags, beating the, beating the gold and taking the shake and melting the shake into another piece of gold. So remember I told you one time you wouldn't have made it, in the, you would have got burnt by the OGs in the hood? When I told you they would have gave you the $5 bill with the... the, the <laughs> they would have gave Jose the, the, the $5 bill with the 20s on the side? Well... That's counterfeit money, Jose. Well, here's what the people were doing back in the day. So gold used to be, is weighed, right? You got to weigh it. That's how you know how much it's worth. Well, what they would do is, let's say you had a kilo of gold, right? Well, if I look at a kilo, then I think it's a kilo. But I don't know that George done took the kilo and hit it up against the wall and took some of the shavings off. He done took about Seven grams off it. But because he but he still gave me the kilo. So I think it's a kilo. So I'm giving them what the kilo is worth, not knowing George done shaved seven grams off the kilo. Now George done took the seven grams, this water whip. He done took the seven grams and mixed it with some copper, and now done gave me the quarter. You feel me? Because seven grams, you see what I did there? Seven grams a quarter. You ain't Jose ain't see what I did. Jose ain't see what I did, there. He ain't see what I did, there. He ain't see. He ain't see. <laughs> he ain't see. You ain't see what I did, there. You ain't see. I know you ain't see. I saw the look. I saw the look. Oh, God. Was this still on water whip? Procaine. You know what that is? All right. So, water whip. 
right? Water whip. So what they done do it now, they done took the seven grams of pure gold and mixed it with some copper or some nickel, right? They done turned the seven into ten. And because you can't see it, they're like, yo, this is a ten ounce. This is a ten grammar. Now they got the ten grammar. So watch this. Counterfeiting money been a thing, Jose. So silver became, because it was hard to counterfeit the silver. It was hard to counterfeit the silver, Jose. But you know, them folks is them folks. Next, we got NVIDIA. And then as of right now, we got Bitcoin at eight. Now, we're not talking about all. We're just talking about Bitcoin. Now, the one thing I should have added up here, too, was oil. I should have added oil up there, but we did Saudi, the Armco. I should have added oil. But these are the biggest uh, by market cap, Jose. These are the biggest. Now, you know my thing. Stocks, it's the, it's the simple triangle offense, Jose. Stocks first, business, real estate. That's how I feel like it should go. I feel like because stocks, because you can invest at any level, Business because you generate money, real estate because it's gonna give you the best tax breaks in the world. And then I think you add land, but I think that's how it should go. Now nah, that's just my triangle offense, Jose. That's not saying it's you know the go-to, but I think it's my triangle offense. I think that works, right? Anyway, go a little further, man. Let me know your let me know your 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 your, your triangle offense if you're in the chat. All right, so watch this. Because later on in the show, I'm going to tell y'all ways that I think you should be investing in 2024, right? It's only right that I tell you this. But what I will say is this. Because we already know that 23 of the last 26 bull markets that have happened, Jose, they all were led by technology. Right? Listen to me again. 26 of the last 23 bull markets were all led by technology, Jose. 23 of the last 26. So they had 26 bull markets. 23 of them was led by technology. But a lot of people only think of technology one way. They think Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Netflix. I mean, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, NVIDIA. That's what they think. Right. So for me, I'm like, yo, let me help him out a little bit, Jose. Let's let's give him a little deeper. Let's get deeper into it. So what I want to do first is I want to put these together. So the first one is, again, just information technology. You can invest in XLK. Right. That's the one ETF that gives you technology. Right. You can go QQQ, but everybody know that. But we won't get a little deeper. We'll go with XLK. These are the ticker symbols. Right. The next one is SMH, which is the chip sector. Right. We know that we can't the world we going and moving forward. They got to have chips. That's what we going. Next, IGV. What is that? That's a software ETF. Software ETF. All right. The next one is cyber. So we just talking about cyber, cyber security. The next one is cloud, SKY. And the last one is block, B-L-O-K. Now here's what I'm going to do, Jose. I want to have a whiteboard moment, Jose. Right. I want to have a whiteboard moment 
so that in this white boy moment, I get to show them exactly at least the top three or four that's in there. Right. Because if they know that and they understand that they know that and understand that, then at that point, they already understand what it takes to invest in these ETFs. So I truly think this is going to be important if they see this and if they understand it. So let's definitely have a whiteboard moment for the for the for the people in the chat, man. Let's talk to them. Let's 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 get to them, especially when we get into it. And you see the difference in the holdings in each one, because once they see the holdings in them, then they can understand how they truly, truly, truly can play this game. Whiteboard moment, man. God. I'm ready to talk about it. Technology, ETFs. We talking cybersecurity. We talking about blockchain. We know y'all going crazy about this blockchain. Y'all you know saying, let's go, man. Let's get a let's get a whiteboard moment going, man. Let's get a whiteboard moment. Jose, how you feel about a whiteboard moment? How you feel about Jose? You. You really be liking the whiteboard moments, bro. And it's Christmas. Come on, come on, bro. Stop playing. Stop playing. All right, so the first one we talked about was XLK, y'all. All right, so this is a technology ETF. It ain't, most people will go with QQQ, right? I ain't mad at that, right? But this one here is not going to be as volatile. If you look at the top five, they're actually different. So the first big dog in XLK is Microsoft, and it got 20 24%. So that means, Jose, if you put $1 in it, 24 cents of your $1 went to Microsoft. Right? The next one is, y'all know my saying, an Apple stock a day keep the poverty away. So 22 cents of your dollar went here. So now if you got a dollar, that means 46% of your dollar went to Microsoft and Apple. Watch this, Jose. It's my big dog. It's my dog. They don't be liking this one, but I like it. AVGO, Broadcom. Broadcom. So this is the top three in XLK. This is the top three in XLK, Jose. Right? So I ain't mad at that. Let's give you another one I looked at. We looked at SMH. So this one is the chip ETF. Right? So they're looking for the chip stocks. You don't want to take the big risk investing in NVIDIA, AMD. So here you go. Watch this one. NVIDIA, here go the big three in it. Here go the big three in it. Look who we show up again. Look who show up again, Jose. AVGO, right? So watch this. NVIDIA, 19% of it. Watch this. TSM, 12% of it. And AVGO, 6% of it. So now I just give you another way to get some money. All right, so now if you bought this ETF, oh, that's good, Jose, watch this. For the people that don't know, Jose, watch this. I just thought about something. I just thought about something. So they got people that don't know what the ETF is, Jose. They got people that don't know what the ETF is, Jose. So watch this. Here's the ETF, y'all. This segment is brought to you by Wall Street Travel. Right? So this is an ETF. So it's an exchange-traded fund. So if you invest in an individual stock, watch this. So let's say you buy, you buy a company. Right? And the company is broke down into this. These are shares, right, Jose? This is the company. These right here are shares, right? Well, when you buy ETF, this is what you're doing, Jose. When you buy ETF, right, there's what's called a fund. And the fund manages 
money, right? So here's what the fund going to do. The fund going to say, we're going to make a fund, and this is going to have all the companies you like in it. It's going to have Apple. It's going to have Microsoft. It's going to have Amazon. It's going to have Google, right? All into the one fund. And instead of paying for all of these companies separate, the fund lets you buy them all for one price. That makes sense? You feel me? So instead of having to buy Apple by itself, Microsoft by itself, Amazon by itself, Google by itself, that costs a little bag, Jose. That might cost a little bag. Right now we're talking about that's easy, six hundred dollars, right? Then if you put, you put this bad boy in there. Now we talking about if we put that bad boy in there, AVGO. Now we talking about nine hundred dollars. No, I'm sorry, we talking about sixteen hundred dollars because this is eleven hundred dollars right now. Then if we add this bad boy to it, Nvidia. Now we talking about, and it's just one stock. One of each one of them. If you bought one of each one of them, Jose, you talking about over $2,000. Right? That might be a lot for somebody. Right? Somebody might get their income tax check and be like, bruh. Shit, all I got $3,500. And I get ahead to get a girl a thousand because I borrowed the child. Why would I put to say that? Damn. Man, listen, it is what it is. I, I ain't about to say that. You know you got to get a, the girl on $9.99 for one child. Straight up. <laughs> so, so not a, so not a 5000 you got, you down. And if you ain't get, now you down to 4000 Jose. So now you done bought... Like, yo, I'm about to listen to Trap. I'm about to get into the stocks. You done spent 2000 on that. You got one share. Now you like, bro, all I got is one share. That ain't, that's good in my mind, but I know how I feel when you just started. You don't want to spend two grand. You like, damn, I could have, damn. So you can go get this boy right here, Jose. That might be $165. You get 10 of them, Jose. That's what, sixteen five. I ain't that good, but God, come on. Huh? That's $16,500. In your mind, in the average person's mind, 10 of them is better than one of them. Because the, the average person looking at quantity. Right? The average person looking at quantity. So they're like, yo, this might be a better play. And it might be. Depending on where you at on the journey, Jose. What you gonna get, Jose, if it was you? Come on, you gonna go the ETF route. I ain't mad at it. So, watch this. So we went SMA. Let's go another one. I think, Jose, you think we did a good job? You think we did a good job? You like that? If you say you like it, I like it. Alright, so the next one is this. I... GV. So look at this one, Jose. Look what this one got. Microsoft. It got CRM. That's Salesforce. And it got A 
SML. Now watch this. Microsoft is 19%. No, I'm sorry. Microsoft Jose is 9%. This one is 9.3. This one is 9.5. And this one is 9.05. So Microsoft is 9.3. CRM is not Microsoft is 9.5. CRM is 9.3. ASML is 9. Point. Now watch this. Now you got a cloud company. You got a service as a software company, and you got another company that all the chips need because they make all the instruments for the chips. You feel me? So I'm just showing you a breakdown on why it's important for the average person to get an ETF might be the way to go. Because these things ain't cheap, Jose. And so if you're trying to stretch your bread, you ain't got to... That's what this episode is about, Jose. This episode is about helping the people stretch their bread. It's about getting them in the game without all the risk that's necessary. And it's about saying, yo, I know you're about to get your taxes. And it's about saying this. I know the average person, Jose, right now, they done spent at least this much for Christmas. The average person done spent about $5,000, Jose, for Christmas. Now, guess what? Guess what? Everybody ain't had that 5000 to spend. That 5000 Now watch this. They done spent the five, and watch this, Jose. And they spent money for Black Friday. So you done, so you done spent the Black Friday money. Now you about to spend the Christmas money. So guess what that means now, Jose? Income tax gone. Income tax gone. Now you got fifty dollars left. Now you trying to come to me, ask me, trap, what to do with fifty dollars? Man, trap, what stock I can buy with fifty dollars? <laughs> and you want me to work a miracle? When I'ma say, Go to get an ETF install, Jose. Right? I like that. I ain't mad at that. And so, that's good. That's, that's our white bull moment for right now. I got another one I'm going to come back to a little later. The reason why I want y'all to understand these white bull moments is because I want you to be able to invest in ETFs. I want you to be able to find the technology ETFs that work in your favor instead of you spending a lot of money on the individual ETFs. They're going to cost you some bread. They're going to cost you some bread. And so, let's get to the next segment, man. Let's get to the next segment, Tootie. Let's get to our next segment, man. All right, man. Listen, that was a dope white boy, Mama Jose. Because I know they got people that really don't understand the ETFs. And so, it's, I thought about it mid-ETF, though. Like, wait, hold up. They got some people that's first-time trappers, and they like, what's the ETF? Trap? So, that was good. That was good. All right, Twitter, let's go a little further, man. Let's, let's, let's get the people into what they want. All right, so Jose, I cooked this up. It's called the wealth formula. Right? Is, is, is this a moment where I need you to take notes on what we're doing? Because this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven essential elements to you creating wealth. I like Steve for this graphic. Right? So look, the first one, I need them to get their pen in their pad, Jose. The first one, Jose, is debt management. 
Here's why that's important. Debt management is important, Jose, because even before you can start building wealth, Jose, you got to understand where are you at when it comes to debt. Right. Everybody got some type of debt. Right. And you need to know where you at on. Because why is this? If you got a million dollars. And you. Two million dollars in debt. You don't got a million dollars. You a million dollars in debt. We trapping? I think we trapping right there. Right now, watch this. It depends on the type of debt you got. Right? So let's say this. Let's say you bought a crib. Right? Let's say you bought a crib and you got you got a million dollar house. Let's say you got a million dollar house. All right, cool. You bought your million dollar crib. Right? So what I need you to do is I need to under, I need you to understand how much that crib is costing you per month. Right? Because we can't build if we don't understand our finances. Right? So we need to understand how much of this, how much of this house note is, don't get me wrong, the house is adding to your overall net worth though. Right? We got to understand that. But until you pay the house off, it's actually considered a little debt. Right? It's considered a form of debt. Right? So we got to pay that off. But we know we ain't just rushing to pay no damn house off. Right? So now we got to mitigate the rest of our risk because this is, and for most people, the house is going to be the biggest note that they have, right? So we got to understand, how do we mitigate this? Like, how do we, how do we offset whatever the house note is? Like, you, you got to pay the house off at one time. We got to offset what the note is. Like, that's important. That's what debt management is. It's not saying, I got to go hurry up and run and pay this off, right? It's saying, all right, let's say you got a house note. Let's say you got a car note, right? No matter what it is, that's coming from the pot. Right. So how do we how are we mitigating this? How are we offsetting this? Right. That's important. Also, if you got credit cards. Right. Or if you got student loan debt, we know you ain't paying all that off at no one time. Right. But how are we how are we offsetting these expenses? Right. And let's add up what all our debt is. See, here's the thing that I learned, Jose. I learned this, too. Most people scared to look at that number. Most people scared to look at that number. And if you're scared to look at the number, then you can't do what? You can't properly allocate money toward it. Right? So for me, here's what I do, Jose. So I got a house note. Right? I got a house note. I pay on my car. And then for the most part, I don't got no student loans or nothing, but I got just other bills. Right? So for me, I'm saying, all right, here's my income for the month. So for me, what I do is I pay my house note plus $3,000 every month. Damn, I shouldn't have said that, huh? I did say it. Shit is real. Yep, 3000 House no plus three grand every month. I do that, right? Because what I feel like I'm doing is I'm, I'm taking chunks out of that note. I'm taking chunks out of what that's not. Nah, I'm not going to lie. I could pay it off at one time, but I don't want to come up off that lump sum of money all at one time. You feel me? I don't want to come off that. And I need to hold it for a certain time period so it look good when I do pay it off. Right. So for me, it's all right. Here's my house note. Let me pay these people an extra three grand a month. That's what I do every month. All right. So then the next thing, because I know what I got coming in every month. Then the next thing I say is, all right. I got five credit cards that I use every month. And I rotate them. I rotate them. All right. Once I use this one, I use this one. I use this one. Once I pay that one off, I wait. I wait about five to seven days before I use it. 
And I switch. I, every month I do that. Every month I do that. But what that is called, Jose, is debt management. I'm managing the debt that I have. Right? I understand that once I spend this much on this card, it needs to go off. Right? And for me, everybody don't do it, but I put mine to zero every month. Every card I got go to zero every month. Every card. Right? So I don't use my debit card at all. Right? I use my card to get points because if I'm going to spend the money anyway. I might well get rewarded for it. Right? So that's debt management. Like my car note, that got to be paid. So now I'm looking at all the bills I got and I'm saying, how can I allocate money to the biggest one or the one with the most interest on it? Right? So I need to figure out what that is. And so for me, my house note is my biggest bill. So I'm saying, okay, I need to allocate. How can I allocate an extra three grand to this every month for me? But then my credit cards, I'm saying, all right, I'm using these, but in which rate are they getting paid off every month? You feel what I'm saying? Like, which one? Right now, it's for me, that's, that's good debt management. Also, here's another thing I'm telling myself. You're not spending more than this on each card, bro. That's the one they miss, Jose. That, you know why? Because the credit card money look like free money to them. They listening to the people on Instagram talking about the points. But here's the point they don't fail to tell them. In order to get them points, you got to spend money. You got to spend money. So them points ain't free. So we talking debt man. You like that, Jose? We talking debt management here. The next one is education, Jose. As this is the wealth formula. Debt management is always first. Right? The next one is education, Jose. What are we learning to help us sharpen our wealth building tool? What is the skill set? Now, here's the thing that most people mess up on, Jose. Most people mess up because they try to learn too many things at one time. Was that the hallelujah? Jose gave me the hallelujah praise. Film, you trying to learn stocks, real estate, tow trucking, Airbnb, Turo. <laughs> Turo. Uh, what's another one they on? Event space. Crypto. Right? You're trying to learn, you start a business and work your nine to five. Open a laundromat. Sell clothes at the boutique. Cut hair. Cut grass. Make t-shirts. Got the balloon shop. And then you come to me like, trap, it ain't working. Of course not. Right? So how do we take our education in stages? Right? If I'm going to learn stocks, let me learn stocks. If I'm going to learn real estate, let me learn real estate to our master it. Because here's why. Once you master something, you then can do it in your sleep. Like, I, I've mastered what I know about stocks. I've mastered it. So now it allows me to move on to the next phase of it. But also, guess what it allows me to do? It allows me to say, all right, I'm ready to go learn how to put this form together. All right, I'm ready to learn how to write this movie. I'm willing to learn you know, how to do something. I've, I've mastered the one thing I do and I do it well. So education is what am I learning to help me advance? But then 
What am I learning to master? So I don't want to be a master, what it is, a jack of all trades, master of none. I don't want to be that person, Jose. I want to master because mastery is what takes you to the next level and mastery will keep you better than the rest. Kobe mastered basketball. I'm about to say some people ain't going to like. Wayne mastered rap. But Hove mastered business. You feel me? Now, I'm not going to get into the Jay-Z Wayne comparison. I'm not going to do that. That's not what I'm doing here. What I'm going to say is Wayne mastered rap. His goal is to be the best rapper alive. I think he mastered rap. But Hove mastered business. Right? LeBron mastered basketball. And then he pivoted to putting his homies in position so when he finished basketball, they can all master business. Well, he can get in business and master, but he put his people in position. Right? Oprah mastered the art of interviewing people. Warren Buffett mastered stocks. You feel me? None of these people are jacks of all. They are masters at what they do. So if you're going to follow somebody, follow somebody who's mastered something that can help you master the said thing that you want to be great at. Right. So now I'm, I'm in the process of building a network out. So guess what I'm doing now? I'm studying people that build the networks out. I'm going to look at Dave Ramsey. I'm going to look at Tyler Perry. I'm going to look at Ted Turner. I'm going to look at the people that master the thing that I'm trying to build. You feel me on that? So education. The next one is investing. You got to master investing to build wealth. There's no way around it, Jose. You cannot build wealth without mastering the art of investing. The art of taking your money, putting it in some type of investment vehicle, and letting that investment vehicle build your wealth and compound your money, Jose. There's no way. You cannot build wealth saying, I'm going to just work my way down. It ain't going to happen to you. You got to know how to take that money and grow that money. And your money got to work twice as hard for you as you work for it. If it don't, you won't build wealth. Y'all know my saying, a dollar that's not moving is a dollar that's losing. It's 100%, Jose. So you can't say, here's what kills me, Jose. I ask most people, you want to be a millionaire? Yep, I'm going to be a millionaire. How? I don't even know. I don't even know. So now you dreaming. Jose, if you ask me how I'm going to get the 100 million, I got a whole blueprint for you. We're going to invest the options game. We're going to play the options game. We're going to leverage that. And then we're going to build this network out. We're going to take this network. We're going to take trapping tools. We're going to scale trapping tools. We're going to get a lot of ad dollars. We're going to get a lot of brand partnerships. From there, we're going to scale out to creating one or two shows that's underneath me using the same model, using the same format. The next thing we're going to scale to, we're going to take that these shows, and then we're going to go into touring with these shows. We're going to go into touring with these shows, and the next thing we're going to do, we're going to write a movie. Once we write a movie, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to write a series. Then the next thing we're going to do from the series and the movie, we're going to create form with Big Trap. So we got the form already gone. We got to get the form flowing how we need to flow, because then we're going to do two things with the form. Not only are we going to use the form to produce agriculture, we're also going to take the form and turn the farm into a experience for people. And then as we take the farm and turn it to experience with people, the final thing we're going to do is create a show called Farming with Big Trap. You feel me? It's the $100 million plan. The problem is, Jose, with that plan, I'm not looking for it to work overnight. I know it's going to take me about 10, 15 years. And I'm okay with that. 
I'm okay with that. But that's the $100 million plan for me. That's the blueprint. Right? We take trap apparel, we grow that, I get at the cuz, let cuz do that as, as his baby. All I want to do is take pictures. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do, Jose. I want cuz. I just want to take pictures. I want to get cuz with a creative director. They run the apparel brand. All I want them to do is say, hey, trap, come take this photo shoot with us. We got six models. All right, bet. I take the photo shoot. That's all I want to do. Get my percentage of it for doing what I got to do, and I'm growing that. Jose, put people under you. Steve, put, that's, that's the $100 million play, Jose. It's not hard. The Wall Street looks like us network. It's a $100 million play. All right, next, long-term planning. They don't even know, but I went into that. That was the long-term planning. What's the long-term plan, Jose? Most people have the short-term plan. They want to be a millionaire tomorrow. I don't know how that works. People, I'm going to tell you something, Jose, and I, and, I, and I promise I don't know if this the, I don't know if this be my best response, but it's always my response. They be like, Trap, I need to flip this money. I be like, brother, only way not to flip money is sell dope. And that ain't work out too good for me. I don't know how to flip money, Jose. That ain't never been my... Once I got on the wealth building journey, flipping money was the last thing on my mind. In order to build wealth, Jose, you got to get out of the I need to flip this money mindset. Now, here's the thing. If you're going to be in the I need to flip this money mindset, you need to be okay with saying I'm not in the wealth building phase. I'm in the survival phase. Because when, once you identify, bro, I'm still in the five survival phase, then you can try to flip some money. Come on, now you can go sell what you got to do. You know? But if you got you to gotta acknowledge that. You can't say, I'm building wealth if you're still in survival mode. Because you, you cannot build wealth in survival mode. You can only build wealth in thrive mode, Jose. Oh, they ain't gonna agree with me on that. They ain't gonna agree with me on that, Jose. They're gonna say, but I'm expiring. I'm expiring. All right, cool. But acknowledge too. Right? Aspire and acknowledge. Aspire to be a millionaire, but acknowledge you in survival mode right now. Because if you acknowledge it, then you can take the right steps to do what's necessary. So what's the long-term planning that you're doing? And you can do that in three ways. What's my one-year goal? What's my three-year goal? What's my five-year goal? What's my 10-year goal? What's my 20-year goal? Most people don't think 20 years, Jose. I'm already thinking 20 years. You know why I'm thinking 20 years, Jose? Because when I look at Tony Robbins, when I look at Grant Cardone, when I look at Dave Ramsey, when I look at... Damn, I don't want to say this name right now. That's all right. I ain't going to say it. When I look at Barack Obama... Right? When I look at Oprah, all them people over 50, every last one of them. Matter of fact, they all in their 60s. And guess what? If I'm 41 and everybody I just named is in their 60s, but guess what? Everybody on there got over a $100 million net worth. Everybody I named. As a matter of fact, the lowest person on the list is 200 million. Dave Ramsey. The lowest one on the list. Bro, Barack charged a million to speak. I looked it up. 
I wanted to get him to speak. I said, ooh. Huh? Why you that? Half up front. Barack eat a half an M up front. That's all. You getting a good 45. So here's what I'm thinking. That's eat. Because I'm looking at people who are already successful in the game, I'm saying, okay, this is a 20-year blueprint for me. We're not thinking that long. Here's what I can tell you, Jose. If you don't plan long, if you don't plan for tomorrow, today, then when tomorrow comes, you will, no, you will be no better off than you are today. There you go. I knew Jose was going to do that. I knew Jose was going to do that. If you don't plan for tomorrow, today, when tomorrow comes, you will be no better off than you are today. I smoked their asses now. I smoked their asses now, Jose. All right, next on the list, Jose, insurance. Hey, bro, insurance is important. This, trap, this, this is about having a wealth formula, Jose. This is a wealth formula I'm giving them. You need insurance. Insurance, so watch this. Don't get caught up in the people saying term is better than whole, a whole is better than term. Bro, do a work for you in the moment, but ask yourself, what works the best long-term for you? Everybody's situation is different. You know why everybody's situation is different? It's because everybody got different goals, Jose. And everybody's speaking to what fits their goals. Oh, I got whole life. Oh, I bet. I got term life. Oh, I bet. Oh, I got IUL. Oh, use what's best for you. But here's what we do know. When we skip to the bottom when that says secession, insurance is a key factor. Watch this. I'm not a fan of Orange Man. I'm not a fan of Orange Man. You know who Orange Man is, Jose? Donald Trump. I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. But here's what I will say. When Donald Trump got in office, the first thing he did was this. He put in a Trump tax. And guess what that said? That said that an individual person can transfer $11 million to an heir tax-free. A couple can transfer $22 million tax-free. It's the first thing he did in office. The first thing he did in office. He ain't do nothing. The first thing he did when he got in office, hey, Trump tax. What is that? Yep, look. Individual, $11 million you can pass down tax-free. As a family, a man and a husband, y'all can pass down $22.2 million tax-free. It's the first thing he did when he got in office, bro. I'm not a fan of the orange man, but guess what I do know he gonna do? He gonna put his people in position. That was all about his people. I'm not a fan of him. I don't rock with him. But guess what I know what he did? Secession. How can I pass down this money to my people tax-free? You know why? Because taxes eat up most people's wealth. Tax is the silent killer of wealth, bro. Tax is the silent killer of wealth. And if you ain't got your taxes set up right way, and guess what helps you with taxes? The right person that's up your estate going to tell you what? This the insurance thing to help you do that. And then guess what? Having a charity, having a foundation. So that's why I get me to the next one, Jose, networking. Watch this. You know why this is important on the list of building wealth? This part of the wealth farming? Because the people, you got to be willing to network with people who know more than you, who are great in their industry so they can give you game. 
You feel me? You get a seat at the table because you bring value to the kitchen. Ooh. I ain't say you bring value to the table. I say you bring value to the kitchen because the food that come to the table got to come from the kitchen. You ever went to your people house and they said, what you brought? What plate you brought? Get up out of here. So it ain't about sitting at the table. What you brought to the kitchen? Because everybody got to eat from it. Oh, man, I ain't bring nothing. You better get up off this table. I don't care if you brought some bell peppers. Guess what? We need bell peppers for the seasoning. Go to the stove. So what you brought to the... That's what the networking is for me. Yo, that's why I learned so much about stocks, investing. You know why? Because when I come to the table, guess what the universal language is at the table? You can help us get some more money. And guess what wealthy people don't like doing? I don't want to go through the learning process. Right? Trap, can I give you a million dollars? Can I give you five million dollars and you do something with it? For sure. But guess what? It's some type of game you about to give me because I don't just do this for no anybody. You feel me? I'm going to tell you another example. Jose did me this for probably a year, bro. No lie. Jose would come shoot content for me in my high rise and would not charge me. I had to just cash out him the money. And he'd be like, say, bro, you know you had to send me that note. Now, he ain't never sent it back. <laughs> Let's get that clear. <laughs> All right? He ain't never sent it back, which is cool. Which is cool because I didn't want him to, but he never asked me for nothing. I would even say, say, Jose, how much you want, bro? He'd be like, man, I'm good. We straight. I'm talking about we'd be there two, three hours. He'd be like, nah, bro, I'm good. He'd just be sitting in the high rise and chilling. I had a nice ass view. We chilling. He brung something to the kitchen. So when I said, bro, I'm about to build this thing out, he was like, bro, bet. I'm there. Now let's put pen to pad and put a price on it. And it wasn't too much negotiation because I knew what he had did in the, be, the past year for me. Like, I wasn't hard on, man, I ain't getting you that, man. You know, trying to hardball my dog. Like, hey, hey, bro. Hey. I ain't profitable yet. <laughs> hey, I ain't profitable yet, my dog. I ain't profitable yet. <laughs> Let's get some bags coming first. But we're talking about networking and putting yourself. So you got to be around people. So most people be like, bro, I'm going to say this. Do you think Kobe Bryant went, got that Under Armour deal? Or do you think it was because somebody knew Kobe, knew he was interested in investing and said, hey, I got a deal for you. Same thing with Nas. Nas ain't go personally make those deals. Somebody he knew, this real talk. Somebody he knew that knew he was in that game was like, hey, bro, I got a pill pack. Hey, bro, blah, blah, blah. And guess he like, I got the money for it back. Kevin Durant, same. Them dudes is masters at basketball. That's the next thing they good at, networking. So you wonder why these people making these deals. The reason they can make the deals is because when they doing something, somebody got them top of mind. But that also comes from being able to give value on the other side, too. I was watching Yellowstone the other day, bro. Man, don't laugh, dog. 
I'm finished. So watch this. Watch what happened. So the dude went to go be the, he the governor, right? He don't want to play the game. He don't want to play the politician game. All he want to do is be John Dutton, big dog. And the lady said, hey, check this out. In order for you to really win at this game, you got to network, bro. And you got to play the game. You can't be, a, like my cousin always tell me, you the bull of the China shop. You can't be the bull in the China shop. Because what you're going to do is you're going to create more enemies. In the game of life, you want more alliances than you want enemies. In the game of life, bro. My biggest downfall is I don't network enough. It's my biggest downfall. I'm get, I told myself in 2024, I'm going to get better at it. I'm going to go out, bro. I've been, doing, I've been doing a little better. Anyway, let's go a little further. Secession. Passing down the wealth. The biggest way that people lose in this game is because they don't have the proper thing set up to pass down the wealth. Secession is be big. Success, secession is one of the ultimate tools that's overlooked. I promise you, estate planning, even your house. Talk about that in Yellowstone, too. They say, if the taxes don't kill you, the secession plan will. A lot of people aren't able to pass down the wealth that they worked hard for and taxes and not having the right formulas in play is what kill their wealth. Two, let's go a little further, bro. All right, so I want y'all to see that these are where I'm looking at investing in the 2024. Mr. Christmas episode, our next episode won't be till January, probably the 2nd or something like that. So I want to give y'all an outlook on the things that I'm looking at going into 2024. One, the chip sector. The reason why I'm looking at the chip sector is because we know moving forward, chips is definitely going to run what we got going on. Next, I'm looking at data centers. Why? Because the information that people get from these chips got to be placed in some type of storage. Guess what that storage is called? Data center. So I like companies like NVIDIA also has a data center, but also DLR, Digital Realty Trust, Equinox, and actually IBM. Another section I'm looking at is cybersecurity. You know why? Because in order to, watch this, Jose, we got all this data, we got all this technology. Guess what's going on right now? Hackers. Somebody just hacked MGM Casino for 100 million. Guess what the CEO said? We got to just take the L. Ransomware. They hacking. Everybody get hit. Bro, them people hacked the Pentagon. They hacking. So cybersecurity will be at an all-time high moving forward. Next, healthcare. You know why? Because we live in an era where nobody don't want to work out like they used to. And guess what's going crazy right now? The weight loss drugs. Eli Lilly, Novo Nordis. They outperformed so many different companies this year. Guess what else is going on? Why I like healthcare, Jose? Because the people in America don't like taking care of themselves. And guess what America going to do? America going to get you sick. Jose, don't eat them goddamn McDonald's fries no more. We just had this conversation last week on the show in front of 4,000 people. The McDonald's fries clog your pores, bro. Cholesterol high, diabetic, blood clogs, hypertension. Now you borderline. 
Now you got the gout. Now you got the gout. <laughs> so I need you, dog. And you'd be right. And the last but not least is industrial. Um, the reason why, because you talk about capital goods, aerospace and defense, transportation and logistics, constructions and building. These are always going to be large established companies. Here's are some companies that's under industrial. Berkshire Hathaway is under industrial. Boeing, under industrial. Illinois Tool Works, under industrials. Companies that I love, Fastenal, under industrials. United Rentals, under industrials. These are companies that I feel will be real strong going forward. Look in these five sectors. Chips, data centers, cybersecurity, healthcare, industrial. I would add something like DraftKings to it, Jose. This, this, this sports betting, sports betting is, is going, it's been going crazy. So I would add that to it as well. These are my 2024 sectors, Jose. Chips, data centers, cybersecurity, healthcare, industrial, and sports betting. I'm telling you, DraftKings, even if, watch this, Jose. Listen to this and listen to me well. Let's say the country went into a deep recession and people don't like stocks. What you think they're going to try to do to flip their money? What if flippers go to flip their money? Casinos, sports bet. That's what they're doing, Jose. All right, man, who we got on duty? Hi, man. This show wasn't going to be too long, Jose. I really just wanted to give them something so we can be with their family and chill. I wanted to get them something to talk about. So what I want them to do now that they're with their families, I want them to go look up data centers. I want them to go look up technology. I put them in position with this show from ETFs. I put them in position with this show. Gave them five sections that I really like. We put them in position with this show to get them a wealth formula as well. This show is all about really tapping into the educational components that you need to be successful and build wealth in 2024. Yep, we ain't go through all the stuff that Trapping Tuesday usually does. The reason why is because I wanted you to be with your family and I wanted you to get them some tools. I wanted you to let them know this is why I watch this dude each and every week because he make my one hours, my two hours, my three hours worth it. When it comes to building wealth, it should be a non-negotiable. One stream of income is financial suicide. and We know that. So what are you doing to print money instead of going work for money? I'm not saying that your job should be looked down on, but I am saying that you should use your job or you should use your business in a way that it prints money for you. Because once you start printing money, you can print your freedom. You buy back your freedom, one investment at a time, one asset class at a time. The consequences to building wealth is a lifetime of freedom, and freedom looks different to every individual. Here's what I do know. It's time freedom, location freedom. 
opportunity freedom. These are the things that are truly important. Not having to look at the time to clock in or clock out. Not having to look at the time to be in this meeting, that meeting. Having the time to be able to go through life the way that you want. Location freedom. Even if you is somewhere making money, you can be anywhere in the world making money. I remember being in a room and making $28,000 on the stock market. As a matter of fact, the way that I paid for my Aruba trip was from the stock market. Location freedom. And then the opportunity freedom. A lot of times people can't take advantage of certain opportunities because they're too tied down financially in other places. We've all been there at some point in our life. It's an opportunity that you need to take advantage of, but you couldn't take advantage of because you had to work. It's an opportunity you needed to take advantage of, but you couldn't take advantage of it because you was running your business. The ability to have freedom, financial independence, Financial independence is saying that I personally, on my own, can put money, wealth, in my circumference without depending on someone else. Financial freedom. The ability to navigate life on your own terms. My favorite quote that I created was, if you allow them to feed you, you get them permission to starve you. If you allow them to feed you, you give them permission to starve you. And my question to you, while you sitting in front of your family and friends, who have you given permission to starve you? And how long will you give them that power over your life? It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper. Thank y'all for tapping into this amazing episode. Episode 75. We appreciate y'all. We salute y'all. We'll see y'all next week, our regular time. You know this is special. So we're going to catch y'all next Tuesday at the next time. But listen, I want you to hit the link below because we got our Christmas special up in there. $97. Let's go, y'all. Get that. Get the Wall Street Trapping course for you and your family. We know y'all need it. We want y'all to learn how to print money in this game. The stock market is truly the way to build wealth and print money. America has been doing it for centuries and generations. Why not your generation be a part of that game? So click the link in our bio, um, in the chat and get that right now. Salute. I'm going to see y'all next week. Good night, y'all.